Keeping it G ain't nothing. You ain't gotta like it cause the hood don't love it. You ain't gotta like it cause the hood don't love it. Watch a young nigga show us ass I'm public. I got the whole block bumping. You ain't gotta like it cause the hood don't love it. You ain't gotta like it cause the hood don't love it. Watch a young nigga show us ass I'm public. You know what this is. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, thank you for joining us on another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City. Thank you guys for being here. We appreciate it. As always, uh, thanks for joining us. We got a good episode for you today. I was actually able to get two other human beings to sit in a room with me for an hour and chat. It's been a while. I haven't been able to pull that off in quite a while here. But, uh, yeah, we've got a couple of guests for you on this one. Um, the man you've come to know and love. Uh, he's been a frequent guest here recently. Uh, Mr. Blake Kiltoff made it out. And also uh, another good friend of mine, uh, my friend Kelly. Uh, she works for NGO or NPO, one of those. I don't know. I don't, I'm not good with acronyms, to be honest. But uh, she joined us, sat in for the conversation for a little while, too. Uh, let me know what you guys think. I was you know, going to offer her her own episode here at some point uh, if the people approve. So let me know what you guys think. Um, episode number 82 here, you guys. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you like it. So, I like how when you're listening to people, you can tell by the sound of their voice whether or not they're allowed to use the N-word. Mm-hmm. Like, Are you sure you're basically saying you can tell that I'm black? No, no. <laughs> I, I think I think if uh, I was listening to the radio or something the other day, they were talking about Eminem, YouTube. I was on YouTube and they were talking about, they were showing clips of like uh, Eminem's first um, uh, uh, freestyles that he got put on TV and stuff and how when Dr. Dre first heard him, he was like, this guy's amazing and Dr. Dre thought he was black until he met him. And uh, that that just tickled me because I'm, I am I can tell Eminem's white. Yeah. I can tell. Mm-hmm. And there have been rappers I've listened to who I thought were white and they turned out not to be. So I'm not saying it's an absolute. I mean, maybe it's, I mean, like, what? We said Dr. Dre? Yeah. Well, Eminem was probably, what, the first white rapper in a long time that was that talented. So maybe just had an assumption that, like, hip-hop is black artists. Yeah, that's that's... And he spits really fast. That's true. He was a pioneer as far as that went. I just, uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you can generally tell whether or not somebody grew up in the inner city or grew up in even just a black household. Yeah. Versus. Are these biases? Are you talking about someone, like, I sound more educated than someone who grew up in the fucking projects? Is that what you're saying? Not, no, no. I mean, I can tell you're black by your voice. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not about. I think it, I it's sound like a, a man. It's not about education. You know, you're not. I, I know but what no, you're that's exactly like, what you're saying. Though it's kind it's of like, an accent. It's like the tone and the and the rhythm. It's an you know, accent. The rhythm a, to yeah, it. What's the word? The um the the vernacular. Oh, well, no, I was gonna say accent, but not in the in the Michel Quang 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 kind of accent, but more in the where you stress a vowel, where you stress. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't that be not so much the education as like the place where they came from? Yeah. Like no North versus South versus I didn't Midwest. Say about education. I know I did. Jesus. I was actually thinking about this when I was listening to Mitch McConnell on NPR a few, a few months ago. This is when it first occurred to me. I was like, holy shit. You can just hear Mitch McConnell's voice and see a little shriveled white turtle man. From <laughs> That's talking about life. Jeff Sessions. <laughs> yeah, sure. Jeff Sessions too. Yeah. Like you, you know that that is not a black man talking. That's no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. And it's, and it's not that it's bad or good. You know, it's just like yeah, you you talk to somebody on the phone, customer service, whatever. And usually, if anything, you can tell that they're black. You know, first that they're not coming from a call center in India. 
with a name Steve, which your name is really like. I Ryan. mean, obviously that that's obvious though. Yeah, you know when. All right, thank you very much, sir. We appreciate. It. First of all, thank oh, you yeah. for your service. But you know, it's just like okay. I mean, obviously you know that one, but but yeah, it's just everybody has everybody has their own mannerisms. You know, everybody's a little bit different, and uh, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing better or worse necessarily, especially when it comes to this kind of you stuff. You said you said mannerism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's gonna be the new trend word in the feminist movement <laughs> when mansplaining and then when they mansplain so much it gives you a headache that's a mannerism <laughs> oh my god <clears throat> oh, I love it yeah so speaking of mansplaining um, how come we haven't coined the term womansplaining yet is that is that not women a thing? are mostly always right, or <laughs> that we're in the minority, so we have to deal with y'all shit all the time? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just uh, no that one that doesn't one roll off the tongue. It well, I think, it, I think it's called nagging. I think that's <laughs> yes, that's very true. It's spelled a little differently. I mean, it's funny. Men uh, are bitching about the phrase mansplaining, but we've been using nagging on women for decades. It's That's like, true. Yeah, it's so a, it's your turn. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with the word mansplaining. It's just a, it's just a word that describes a phenomenon that uh, I am guilty of, as men, as many men are. It is, it is a phenomenon. Phenomenon is an isolated event that occurs in the world. Yeah, that's, that's all that word means. I guess you're right. I guess you never really say that a guy is nagging you. You know, you're like, God, this guy's being just he's well, so you wanted, naggy. You you would if you wanted to uh, make him sound effeminate. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably true. I, 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 I've had people call me a nagger. <laughs> I don't think nagging should be gender specific. I mean, it's just more like repeating yourself constantly because the person you're fucking talking to doesn't get a goddamn thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it should be gender specific, but uh, neither should mansplaining. But they're <laughs> words that our genders use against each other to describe how we annoy each other. <laughs> it's a war of words, you know? War of words between the sexes. Better than the alternative. Yeah. The silent. Truth. And again, I don't, I don't understand how we got cunt back here. You know, <laughs> I mean, with all this Wait, other what did kind you of censorship, say? you guys gave us cunt back. Like I thought, with, I thought that one was going away. I thought that was going to be completely off limits. No, that was going to be a no, strictly no it's go zone. It's still pretty far off limits. I mean, if you're calling a person that, yeah, okay, whatever. Like if you're talk, talking to somebody to their no, face, no, I can and call you that. a cunt. That's, yeah, exactly. that's okay. And, yeah, but yeah, I can't call you a. cunt. That's pretty that's... far. I mean, even for you to say it to him, I'm like, whoa. But that's but right. But you're not insulted. You're just like, holy. shit. No, I think it's serious. incredibly insulting and disgusting. Really? Yeah. Like that's like. The, like, that word is just, like, I have friends who are fine with it, but, like, that to me is, like, makes my skin crawl. What disgusting. if I was reading the book Cunt, and I was talking about it? The one, like, what's by that, um, that well, one guy? I can't uh, remember his name. It's a guy? No, I thought there was, um, I'm, thinking of, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Howell. Uh, no, no, it's not a poetry book. It's a book about feminism, and it's, uh, it's about reclaiming the word cunt. Yeah, no, it's... I think it's gross. Oh. I don't have a problem with words in general. I don't use ones that piss people off. Yeah. So, well, and you know, you kind of mentioned this a little bit before we got started here, but that's what I don't get about all this PC culture and stuff. It's like I don't get why all of these people want to tell other people how they can and how they can't live their lives. You know, you got people who want to tell other people what they can say and what they can't say, what they can talk about and what they can't talk about, what they can joke about and what they can't joke about. And it's like, why, why do you want to control everybody else's life? I don't get that part. You know, I mean, if you say stupid shit and you're an asshole and you're a dick to people, the people in the world, the world itself will judge you accordingly and you will get back what you put out to the world. 
But should it be against the rules? I don't think so. If somebody's being cunty, you know, you should be able to tell them they're being cunty. That's, no. No. I don't know. Um, I mean, what you just said, like, if it's going to come back to you in the world, and why the fuck care what these people are saying, what you can't say and say, because it's going to come back to them in some way. Does that make sense? Um, Probably to a lesser extent, but like... Yeah, it's definitely to a lesser extent. But. I don't I don't really have a, a big complaint about PC culture. I think it's fine for people to get up in arms about trying to make the culture that we live in more peaceful for everyone. Um, and I've lived with people with PTSD, so I understand the idea of being triggered by ideas and words. Where I have a problem is uh, with how difficult it's made life for people people who just are innocent victims of it. I'm thinking of Conor McGregor. I was uh, on Facebook the other day, and uh, there was this thing going around about how Conor McGregor is a racist. I don't know who that is. He's the UFC fighter. He's little the Irish guy. Yeah, the little Irish dude. He's oh, fight, he's was he just Mayweather. in the fight that, like, he killed somebody or vice versa? Or? I don't think so. I don't know what his last I just was. heard about that one. Did you hear about that? No, no. But, Someone got, like, knocked out and ended up dying from it, mm, from, like, a hit to the face. Cool. That happens. That's good. UFC needs that. A little more credibility. <laughs> it's already pretty fucking, I don't know. It's well, here's it's the thing scary. is that Conor McGregor, he's a, an exceptional fighter. Um, he's uh, a taunter. He, he's got a big mouth. And he has said things about his opponents based on their ethnicity or their cultural background in order to you know, rile them up in, before the fight, in the, pre, in, the, in the shit talk before the fight. Mm-hmm. And someone on Facebook was posting about how he's a bigot um, because he said to one guy from Brazil that he was going to ride into a, if if he could he would ride into a favela on horseback and, and enslave his family. Okay, there that, are ways that, to do low blows and talk shit without getting, especially if it's someone if it's, if it's, a, if it's a topic that the person is very personal is personal to them. Like I've had a lot of racial uh, shit go on see, with me, so it's it's a different story. But like, there's a way to talk shit and get under somebody's skin without going that route. See, that's that's the problem I have. That's the attitude I don't like. Is like, okay, if you're Conor McGregor, you're literally paid to beat the shit out of people. <laughs> and it, in the world of humans, like we're all we're all monkeys in disguise. We're all just you know primitives that have learned how to wear clothes. And yeah, live in a house now. Yeah. In that world of of just primitive biology. It really does boil down to if you can beat the shit out of someone in a fair fight, you can say whatever you want. And I feel like in the UFC, in boxing, in those realms, we we don't need PC culture to, to dictate like what these guys are saying. Yeah. If Conor McGregor – I'm not saying it's okay for him to say that sort of thing, for anyone to say racial things. I'm just saying it's okay for Conor McGregor to say it because he did beat the shit out of that guy. And if me and Conor McGregor got into a fight and I beat the shit out of Conor McGregor, I would probably say something about the potato famine. I would probably teabag him and be like, how you like them potatoes, you Irish bastard? Like, it just comes out of you. And it's, I, I just feel I, like... I hear what you're saying. If it, we, don't need, we don't need political correct PC culture. We need personal combat PC culture. That's what that needs mm-hmm. to be. Like, if, it, it, the, it used to be you talk shit, you get hit. And I'm just saying... If you're going to get hit, you get to talk shit. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Well, when that's your everyday life, like you're saying, when that's your everyday life and your job is to beat the shit out of people, you can't try to kill somebody, but then be like, don't, don't call them that word that they don't like, though. <laughs> you know, that, that's brute. I mean, you can, and, you can rip his head off and try to kill him and choke him yeah. until, he, until he passes out, but don't say it. No, all bets are off. All and bets I, are off at that point. And I know Besides the, uh, burning uh, his mom's house down, you know, to kind of psych him out before the fight. 
And I know the I know the other side of the argument is well he has a lot of fans he has a lot of young fans who are impressionable who are listening. Well, to he's him. a role model, you know. They, these but these fans a, look up to him. He's a he's a thug who fights people for a living. If there are young people looking up to him as a role model, that's a parenting problem. No, that's no, because here problem. think of it this that's way: that's not a Conor like, McGregor problem. But no, here, but like think of it this way: like Kanye West, people love him. I think he's fucking psychotic, but there are a lot of young people who look up to him and take what he says. And like, he has an opportunity to say a lot of powerful, good things and he doesn't do it. Like you want to talk about like, um, hip hop culture and stuff. Like I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, just thinking, um, cause my sister-in-law and somebody else, like they do some research in like the black culture and like, it's not that important. But like, I was wondering like if the way people glamorize, Hip hop and gangster rap and stuff. Does that have an does that have an like correlation to all the black people in prison right now? Because they're glamorizing the wrong things, thinking this is amazing. Yeah, no, I was actually thinking about that literally same thing just the other day because I, I listened to a lot of gangster rap, and um, it's it just struck me as odd that they spend so much time glamorizing their lifestyle by talking about how much money and drugs they have. Like they have a fucking to. Gucci belt, but they have seven baby mamas. Like, mm-hmm. dude, put that money that you put the Gucci belt towards, put it in your fucking college tuition funds. That's those exactly what I was thinking. If you want to impress, if you want to impress young people now, do the right thing. Pay for college, pocket, do like, something. If Don't, I yeah. if I heard a rapper being like, I got my tuition paid four years in advance, I'd be like, holy shit, that guy is loaded. that's cool. <laughs> that but like now these people have little stupid career, fucking names like Lil Yachty and Lil Uzi, like dumb things and stupid grills. Like, dude, put that money towards the baby mamas. I know you have. Yeah. So well, you can't say that like it's a parent problem because like these people are saying. They have the opportunity for an amazing platform, and they don't use it. They use it for the wrong. They say the wrong things, and youth really believe it. Especially youth that don't have the opportunity to go to school. Yeah, right. They see all these rappers go up in this other way, and they're like, "Oh, I can do that. If I can well, that's sell yeah. drugs, yeah, go to prison, own, get it's, this." It's for some certain amount of people. It's their only shot. They feel like, and, like, and it's that's not. That's the only way they're going to the reach that level. Between, but the difference between rappers and Conor McGregor is that rappers are pretending to fight each other, whereas Conor McGregor is literally. Gonna go beat not the shit always. out of that guy in the ring. No, not always. There but that's, are real beefs. But the, yeah, but that's not. It's not <laughs> a contrived ring setup for a fight beef. It's more like they might actually fight yeah. each other. Right. Real. Yeah. And so then if they, they talk shit out on the street. Someone's gonna fucking find them and blow their face off. Right. Yeah. So it, it, <laughs> you gotta be in that context say. too. They get to say whatever they want if they actually win that fight. Like. I don't. I don't no. know. Of, well, yeah. if you but he doesn't really if talk you much kill shit. the other rapper, I feel like you're allowed to then say, like that should be the no, thing. because like, there's like they call a gang. Like one one is down, the more are coming. Oh man, that would make the UFC so much better if it went WWE. Like if the fighters like started uniting into teams, like <laughs> Conor McGregor beats the shit out of some Brazilian guy, and and then like some other guy, some other Costa Rican guy comes out of nowhere and they hits him with a chair in the back of the head. <laughs> They should do that, like a free-for-all. Voice Gracie comes out of retirement. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if that started happening in the next... They're probably holding off until it... You'd get some bad knockouts, though. You'd get somebody just clocking you from this angle you didn't see. But shouldn't you expect that, though? If you're in UFC and you're fighting people to the death, whatever, like, shouldn't you expect that to get hit in the face? Yeah. Do they sign contracts? Like, you could die from this? I'm sure they have waivers, yeah. Because yeah. given that the guy just died. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure God they have but I'm sure the But I'm sure in the contract, if you do die, your 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 fight prize goes to your family or somebody. They, they, probably, have better. A, like, they probably have an insurance program for fighters. Or not. I mean, who Actually, knows? yeah, they probably get some sort of supplemental life insurance, I'm sure. Maybe, you know, maybe not. Maybe for a couple hundred maybe thousand dollars payoff exploited. or something at least. I mean, you know, they're Has basically it... whores of fighting. It's not like the well, people running the show are... 
uh, really concerned with. Uh, yeah. The guys running the UFC are as concerned with their fighters as pimps are for their prospects. Yeah, pretty much. But And a lot of those guys, too, a lot of the lower-level fighters, like, you know, the top 10, 20 guys, okay, they're making decent paychecks. A lot of all those other guys, they're not making shit. You have to work so hard to get to like Ronda Rousey stuff. Yeah, yes. and, and they're when, making like fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars a year. Mom, I wouldn't. Their, the shit I kicked out of them. I would not give up my body for that little amount. No, and because the thing, yeah, you fail and your body's ruined, and you didn't even achieve. That's what I think too. To. Is like in sports and you see like football is your job. Like I actually, I went to a small school, but a couple of people got drafted to the NFL, and one of them got drafted to the Panthers. I think he got in like a bar fight. He was a running back you got like someone i think talk shit to him like in a bar and he hurt his hand and i'm thinking i'm like okay you're making more money than these person will ever make in his life like don't get hurt in a in a bar yeah. i was like your job your body's your job once you're once it gets hurt you're out yeah right so like but when they pump your bank account up like that though but these dudes are stupid right and but like i mean you also bigger. come in this much money so quickly you don't know what to do with it but like yeah Yo, and you get you get caught up in shit sometimes. You know, you get caught up in shit. Like I was at the club, I was at the club uh, this past weekend, and this guy was walking behind me. He was just dancing, you know, do whatever, doing my thing, and somebody kind of bumped me, and so I just kind of looked back at the guy. Like I, I wasn't even mean mugging him. It was it wasn't like rude. And this guy with no shirt on him. and his eyes bulging out of his fucking head are just is just staring right at me, and he's giving me this look like do 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 anything. Do anything right now. Give me a reason, please, to yeah. fucking stab somebody. And I was just like, dude, what the hell is going on here? Like, chill out, man. We're at the fucking club. Like, you, I got bumped here. They don't, just... I remember when I was working at, at this, like, halfway house. Like, I, I'm a small, young woman. Like, if I didn't open a door for somebody, like, I was on their shit list for a month. Yeah, because they're just like, oh, you disrespected me. I'm like, I didn't even see you. That's normal. <laughs> I'm just like, people just see red. They don't know how to deal with stress. Like. Stress is a learning to deal. Stress is a learned skill. That yeah. shit's stupid, though. They think you look at him sideways, like that's it. Dude, yeah, dude, he was literally waiting for me to do anything. Like I could have, I could have waved at him, and he probably would have just fucking attacked. You should have blown him a kiss. <laughs> oh, you should have. He would have loved that. Would have amazing. Loved that. Well, then it would be a hate crime, whatever he did to you. Yeah, that's that's true, actually. Yeah. I don't know if you actually have to be gay for it to not be like if you just. Make someone think you're gay and they beat the shit out of you. I think it's still a hate crime. It probably is. Yeah. If, I mean, if they it wouldn't do it be like, do, like the gay. intent, like it wasn't. It, yeah, it's it like it's what? like if you if you uh, there's so many things where you can get in trouble just for intent, and it's like if he beat the shit out of you because he thought you were gay. I mean, if he beat the shit out of you because you disrespected him, that's one thing. But if he like beat the shit out of you mm-hmm. and he thought you were gay, and that's he probably thought yeah. you were giving him eyes. Yeah, yeah, that could be. That's true. Maybe he thought I was getting all googly eyed with him. Was he pretty? Try it next time. Uh, well, his shirt was off, so I will say that his muscle tone in his uh, chest region was not bad. That's was he sure. climbed him like a tree? Did he God. have like hair, or was he shaved? Uh, I don't think there was. A lot is that of a hair thing? Do I like be like shave your chest? Like that seems like a long process from grown men. To, it like, is shave. so odd to me when I go to the pool now because I'm ha- I'm hairy, and there's guys my age who are in worse shape who are like <laughs> completely shaved i know they're shaved because i'm a you're you have hair that's yeah. gonna take We're so dudes. long you've got yeah i've done it once and it is pretty time i mean like shaving legs is bad enough like i don't think i've shaved yeah. my legs in a while but like i had a, a friend who shaves his arms mm-hmm. and i hate like 
getting close to him because it's when it's growing back. It's, oh, his, God, why yes. would somebody shave their arms? Their arm hair is like the most. I don't know. They just they just want to be completely hairless. And I just I have oh, a patch right here I where I tested it. a razor. It took like three months to grow back. It really surprised me how long it took. It's really hard as a dude if you decide to go hairless because you have hair everywhere and you yeah. have to strategically decide where to stop. Because like you know I've got hair going up from my. All right, belly let me teach you a trick that women use along this delta. Depends on the clothes my, that you're wearing under my armpit. Right, I've got this weird thing. I have to stop somewhere. There has to be a line between my armpit, or I could just shave my armpit. That's true. Yeah. Do you have to? Well, that shit is real long on you guys. Like I would trim it first, and then like. Yeah, I've I've trimmed it. I Ooh. I do trim. I do use a buzzer to trim because otherwise, when I take my clothes off, I look like a shag rug, and I don't want to. I don't want. Do you stay really warm in the winter? Uh, I'm generally speaking more comfortable when it's cold out. Like yesterday was a little too hot for me. Sunday was way too hot for me. Oh, yeah, I love warm. Sunday. But um, it wasn't that hot for me at all. But like you know, I've got I've got hair growing on the top of my foot, all the way up my leg, all the way up to my crotch, all the way up, and it's just like the time I did shave everything. I had to make the strategic choice about like, do I do a triangle here? Do I do like a diamond thing? Yeah. Do I shave it all off? You cut the edges. <laughs> you trim it around the sides. Well, let me yeah. just do it like. I mean, I'm in, not wearing a speedo, right? Right, but it's like, not like it's not like what I'm wearing. You said it depends on what you're wearing. Well, guys, we don't wear a lot of revealing stuff. Yeah, that's it's, true. I mean, like, it's really a question of like, how am I going to look when I'm completely naked? Yeah, like that's the question. Well, how often? Okay, I mean, I was just thinking like, there are these memes around that, like for women like saying if you're wearing like a uh, like a one slit dress to shave one leg, which I don't do that. But like if I'm wearing like crop jeans, yeah, I'll shave it like to my knee. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going the whole way. Yeah, it just takes too long. Well, at least, I mean, at least the legs, it's like fairly straight on most parts, you know, that's, that makes it a little simpler. But for me, it was, uh, is my nipples around the nipples. I get so much goddamn hair just in that only this. spot. I pluck. I get the, the I well, no it's so annoying that though. So God. annoying though. It's like the, it's like I get the hairiolas, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like, come on. That's all I get. I get like these sporadic hairs now in my chest every little bit, but you guys just go get waxed. Bad. I've done that. that. Please, you guys need to do Fuck like you need that. to do a podcast or something where you go get waxed or Brazilian. No, that would you. be the best. If no, you pay for you. it, I'd do it. I would love to get. Waxed you can get some. You can get like some pretty good deals. Yeah. Like there was a place in Davis that was like like twenty bucks for a Brazilian if you're a first time customer, hmm. which is pretty so, good. So wait, so explain this to me here a little bit because I've had some. It's everything you think thoughts it is. about this recently. It, yes, he's mainly, right. Mainly, you think it mainly is. wet dreams, but some thoughts too. Um, about yourself getting no, 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 no. What? How does that process go? Like, you just drop trowel and then yeah. you lay on some table it's fucking, and some girl it's weird. goes I've only at, done it. I've done it once. Yeah. Like, is that your clam? Like, what the yeah, fuck? It's yeah, it's weird. Like, you go in, take your bottoms off. You, like, they put a towel over you. Like, you wait. The woman comes in. Uh-huh. She, like, And I thought she was going to, like, let me know. She's like, nope. Like, put wax all over my crotch and, like, ripped it off. But I guess, like, they're so used to it. It's like a doctor. Like, you see everything so much. Like, it does it's doesn't even register. Yeah. yeah, completely. Which is hard if you're a guy. I mean, if you, it doesn't matter the context. Are you kidding? I you feel like guys are way more open to like throwing their junk. Let around me finish than girls what are. I was gonna <laughs> say. It's difficult when you're a guy to have a woman see your junk and not act like it's special. Like that's that's tr- <laughs> like even if they, even if you know she's seen five or six that day, you you want her to fawn over you. Yeah, it's not like. It, but what if there's nothing impressive there? That's why it's difficult for a guy yeah, to, to feel like. Oh, if I, if I was if I was a person, I'd be like, "Where's the rest of it's it?" It's not that it's not like you can just be not disappointed in, and we're okay with that. It's, we want you to be like, "Wow!" Like anything other than "Wow" is but, like, "Oh shit!" So you would rather good. have someone say that than then like. Then just not say anything at all. There's a bit. There's say. a great comedian's bit. I can't remember who said this, but there's a bit I loved 
uh, which go- went something like, um, I was with this girl, and uh, she was like, oh, baby, you know, it's so good with you. Your dick is just the right size, just the right size for me. And no man wants to hear that. No man wants to hear that because that means she's been with other guys whose dick was too big, right? <laughs> Every guy wants to hear the girls say like, oh my God, you're splitting me in half. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. We don't want to hear you're just the right size. Sorry, I'm not going to say it to a guy who's an average size cock. No, I just won't. I, that's fine. It's I don't fine. bullshit anybody. It's, yeah, no, it's fine. It's like, it's, it's like everything else. You know, people choose what words they're going to use and how it impacts other people is up to them. You know, but maybe maybe she someone, meant if I want to call someone a cockroach, you know, that's <laughs> apparently that's how the other thing that Conor McGregor got in trouble for is he was fighting this guy from Costa Rica and he called him a cockroach. And this is where it like really flipped. Because <laughs> they're having a sanitation problem. No, because that apparently that's a Hispanic slur. Uh, and that's why it bugged okay. me. I was like, no. I asked uh, Chris Rodriguez, do you know him? Yeah, uh, I asked him like, "Is that a is that a slur?" He's like, "I've never heard of that." I was like, "Well, maybe it's a Costa because he's Mexican. Well, maybe it's a Costa Rican thing. I don't know if he's Mexican. He's American. Uh, I'm assuming that his family's from like Hispanic origin, not he's Costa Rican. Me- <laughs> he's Mexican when the joke requires it. Yeah, he's Mexican. <laughs> he does jokes about being Mexican, but you know when? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Uh, anyway, uh, <clears throat> I, I asked a few people like, "Have you ever heard that that's a slur?" and no one had, but I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying, like, Jesus, everything is a slur to somebody. Mm-hmm. And if you say my dick is average size, that's your prerogative. You can choose not to bullshit me, but you're going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> one, Not you. Not you personally. Right. Not, no, but I mean, what if that, what if that the, the comic is saying, like, dick is right size? Maybe she wants a big dick, and maybe that's what she got. Mm, that's true. No, no. The 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 bit was a little more specific. It right, was like, right. You're just the right size. Yeah. You're not too big. You're not too small. Whatever. Oh. And 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 the the joke is about the male brain. Like we just don't want to hear. I mean, I right if size. I was a guy, I, I could see that. Like I, I'd be like, oh, like you definitely want to be pumped. I mean, I feel like women same time. Like same. Like you're like, oh man, your body's amazing. Your tits are great. Whatever. But like, I don't know. For me, I'm like, I see them all the time. Like I'm so unimpressed by that. I mean, I basically, I, I think. I think if you were conscious about how your vagina felt and imagine a guy being like, oh, your vagina's just great. It's Mine not, is fantastic. It's, it's not too tight. Mine is great. He's a don't, hunter. Don't you want to hear that? He knows what's up. <laughs> He's a hunter. Don't you want to hear? Oh, it's too tight. <laughs> and it's a he, not a she. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, there was another yeah. comedian, a local comedian, actually had a joke about that too. And he's like, he's like you know, ladies, you know, they, they tell you, you haven't sex. And they say, oh, yeah, deeper, deeper. It's like, please, if you want to impress a guy, tell him to go shallower. All right. Tell him to go shallower. <laughs> then you'll give him a little boost, you know? Uh, you know I'll keep that in mind. That's just actually. rude. Honestly, that's just rude to women. Women are not trying to impress a guy when they're having sex. It's mutual pleasure at that point. Yeah. Like, Hoping who, that the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, are you, are you, do you ever in the middle of actual penetration think to yourself, like, what can I say to make this better for him right now? <laughs> I feel yeah, like true. I feel like during sex we're all at our most selfish. Yeah. And that yeah. part of that is giving to the other person. Sure. I just I don't know. I don't feel like people need a script on how to how to make the other person's ego inflated. No, so, I think there's also those people that like do really like dirty talk or yeah. I don't know, like have trouble getting it up or whatever and like talking keeps Keeps him hard. I'm yeah. I'm really bad you, at dirty talk. My my ex wife loved it, and I couldn't I could never get into it. Like she would say <laughs> shit. She'd be like, "Okay, now say this." And I'd be like, "Oh yeah, you're a, <laughs> you're dirty." <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes it so much more awkward. When the person doesn't know doesn't isn't into it or like doesn't know what to say. Like it just makes it so much more awkward. I just be like stop. And then you stop. get self conscious. I get self conscious. Yeah, like, I'm like yeah. I'm like quietly. 
<laughs> well, I should say something. So I'm like, Ugh, uh. oh like just, my god! I hear grunting is hot. Just, no, uh, I know, and it's like, what? I, what's like, what's the tone of your voice? What's your tone of your voice be at that point too? You know, it's like, yeah. you're, not gonna, you're not gonna do your normal voice. So you're gonna be like, wow, this is really great, baby. I would dry up to both of those. <laughs> this, uh, this feels amazing. This is excellent. <laughs> You know, it's like oh it's, yeah, it's 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 tricky. Oh, we haven't talked in a while, so I decided to, to stop dating uh, after the divorce and everything. Mm-hmm. I went a little crazy for a while, and I was like, I got a little. It. How long are you been divorced? <laughs> um, I've been living alone for about four or five months now. Four months. So it's um, recent. Yeah, I'm not legally divorced yet. Oh, so um, right after like you separated, like you just like went crazy on the rebound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a quick tricky question. Like, what does divorce mean? Like we said, we're getting a divorce about nine months ago. So it's just a slow process when you got oh, kids. Oh, okay. You have um, kids? Yeah, I got two. Oh, but, okay. So what's, what's this revelation you came to? Oh, it just was, um, I got, I got really sick. I got this like throat virus and, uh, is I, this real sick or is it like man sick? No, I had like, uh, I thought I had strep throat. I could see, I, <laughs> I even took pictures of like the white pustules in the back of my throat <laughs> okay. just in case my boss asked. It was like, it was nasty. Oh, gross. Uh, and I, um, I was really down and out for a few days, like just sleeping all day. And so that is what got me to stop like going out every night. Uh, and I, I, I gave it a few days and I was like, shit, I am so tired. I, and I got sick cause I wasn't sleeping much. I was sleeping two, three hours a night. And it just occurred to me, I was like, oh, wow, I'm really uh, in deep into a lifestyle that is not really doing anything for me. Like, I want to focus on comedy. I want to focus on my career and focus on my kids and my divorce. I get that done. Yeah, good to put those in last. Just just not not a good, healthy thing to be doing. So I kind of decided to take a break. And then the more time I gave it, like, it's been a few weeks now. It's been like, oh, yeah, I definitely definitely don't feel like. Here's what happened. I um, had gone out with a girl and I liked her. And then she uh, ghosted me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, shit, that sucks. I, and now my feelings are hurt. And I totally didn't even want to get into a relationship or anything. I was on just rebound having fun. But the fact that I immediately got into a, not a relationship, but I got to a point where I could get my feelings hurt. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm going to really fuck myself over. Like too soon? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get my yeah. feelings hurt real bad. And it also occurred to me that I didn't really like most of the girls I had seen. I like I I didn't want to call them. I didn't want to hang out with them. And you're trying to keep busy. That's what you distracted. get. That's what you get on the internet. Yeah, yeah. So the rejects. And then as I as I gave it more time, that's I started thinking nice. of well, that's true. I mean, that's kind of what I've been thinking. I think too. online like, dating is a big thing now. It, it is a big thing now. I think there's plenty of people who are worthwhile, and I'm not going to line up with them. I'm 32 and got two kids. I'm not a it's reject, not like... Aaron. I've tried online dating before. <laughs> Fuck you. I I just I figure just given it. my demographic, you know, 32 year old. I see what you're saying. Guy yeah. with kids, divorced. I'm gonna be scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to online. Because most I... people like my age, I'm 29. Like anybody after that, it's like. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the good ones are taken already. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't, you know, the ones who, the, the women I went out with who I thought were attractive when I met them in person, eh, it's not really my thing. And that's, that's what I kind of, that was my big revelation is like, oh, I'm not just, I'm not wired to just bang a girl I think is hot. I actually have to like her. I actually have to find a girl who has a, a good personality. 
who is also really hot mm-hmm. and who is okay with like a casual fling kind of thing. Yeah. And that's like, well, I'm not going to find that. So yeah. I kind of figure I should just focus on comedy. You're narrowing in on that one too. Check, check, check. You want a triple demographic. Threat. Yeah. Hmm. It, 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 and I, we had talked to this for a lengthy amount of time and you just, yeah, you just put, you end up putting in so much to that shit and most of the time you get nothing out of it. And it's like, how much energy and time do you have to invest into that? Especially when, like you said, it's not yielding you the results that you truly want. You know, it's, you're almost like playing a trick on yourself as you're doing it. Yeah, that's actually maybe good like talk yourself yeah. into like I think this is what I yeah. want to do. Oh, this yeah. chick's hot. Oh, this chick's yeah. hot. Yeah, this this could work out. Wait, wait. And, yeah, no, you, you know? talk yourself into it. You, you you're like, oh man, this is the way. I mean, I believe a lot in how much culture influences us, and uh, yeah, it's like, oh, I don't actually care about any of this. This is just me doing what I feel like I have to do in order to fit into society. Like, yeah, uh, I want to be a douchebag kind of <laughs> mode in life, and it's like, oh no, I, I don't really, I don't really want to be a douchebag. Uh, it, it sounds fun on paper, uh, and it seems fun in movies. Like that show Entourage is kind of funny. It's a little gross. Yeah, uh, it's actually really gross. I don't like it at all. Um, <laughs> Why don't you like it? I thought it was kind of funny. Oh, because it's just it's just so stupid. I mean, it's <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of guys uh, using women like popsicle sticks and then throwing them away. I and think then, what you're saying. That's pretty much the sale point. That's the point of the show. It's literally like four schlubby guys and one. Famous guy. Think of how many shows have using... gone on the air that's all about dudes banging girls. Yeah, like, but that's Entourage the premise of a is lot the, of things. It's the premise of Sex in the City too. I mean, there's some other the shows male version, that, maybe. Yeah. yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's. It, I mean, this little premise of uh, a lot of beer commercials. I mean, it's it, yeah. that's what I mean when yeah, I say it's yeah. a cultural thing. It's the premise of a lot of hip hop music. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of hip hop music, and I've had to kind of start uh, training myself to skip over tracks that are a little too um, grandiose about sex. Just because it puts me in a frame of mind where I start thinking about making unhealthy decisions. You are no longer a college, young college man, Blake. <laughs> I want to focus on my comedy, and I want to focus on my career, and I want to focus on my kids. That's fair. <laughs> Real adulting, everybody. Oh, well, way to go, man. Yeah. So like, you know, hey, you got you to gotta get burned every once in a while if you want to learn that tough lesson, you know? And uh, I, I definitely saw this coming for you, but... <laughs> I want to hear some stories of you on The Rebound. Oh, I don't have any good stories. Oh, geez. No. This guy was on the rebound. Is that true or not? Fucking Kevin Love over here. <laughs> I don't have any good stories. No, I don't. No. I don't. I don't have any good stories. I you didn't bring I, any chicks back to the storage locker? No interesting girls you met. So, okay, I have a question. I mean, what are you looking for? Like, did, well, I, did I meet some skanky, crazy hoes who took me on a wild adventure? No, not really. I just met some nice girls who wanted to bang, and then it was like, okay. Any weird sexual fetishes you were not... Did not see coming? There was the cam girl. That one surprised okay, me. Okay, tell me. I went out with this girl who, uh, she she I, she was my type, you know, small and uh, shaved head. And those are two weird kinks of mine. I like that. Wow. That's I, fair. I, I don't know why the shaved head thing. I, I can't explain it. It's just like, oof. Yeah, that is weird. I don't know what that's about. Small is because I like to be able to pick <laughs> no. them up and throw them around. That's nice. That's just, but I'm lifting weights, so I'm, I'm working my way up. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so like right now, woman. like eighty to like one ten is good, but you're not up to like one sixty. Yeah, I, I, I tweak my shoulders, so one ten is my limit. One ten, yeah, you don't really have that much. Power I, I was lifting a weight uh, last week and uh, a, a two weight. weeks ago. Yeah, I pulled something. Heavy object. My chiropractor was like, "How much were you lifting?" And I said, "I didn't ask her." Eleven. <laughs> <Ba-ba-psh. Got it. laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, we went on a date and then we separated and then. Uh, I was like, you want to hang out tomorrow night? And, you know, hang out. 
So I mean, Netflix and chill. Yeah. And that's first time, first and only time I've actually done that. Uh, We watched um, that Aziz Ansari show on Netflix, which I haven't really watched. Mm. It was very funny. Um, And uh, then I was like, what's up with the cameras? She's like, oh, I I do cam. Oh, is she like a like a one of the model like lingerie or that she wants to have sex? She like masturbates on camera for guys in Eastern Europe. In and it's Eastern like, Europe, huh? yeah, that like, does not surprise me at all. It's weird, but uh-huh. does not surprise me. At I all. mean, I would do it if I could. She's making money. You can make oh, some dude, bank. Those girls yeah. can make ton of money, and you, yeah. all you're doing is just double clicking the mouse, which you would have been doing by yourself anyway. Yeah, I but mean, but you know that on top of being polyamorous and knowing that she was sleeping with other guys, it was just like eh, you shouldn't see that coming with a shaved freak. head. This, dude. Yeah, this girl might be a little too freaky. Like uh, I don't. I don't. I, it, it was just a casual thing, and she wanted to keep doing casual stuff. I was like, you know, I don't want to get an STD. That's basically what kept going through my head. I, like, I don't know where you're going That's with fair. this. You're, was this you're a before crazy. or after the throat sickness? This was uh, right before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're not disjointed experiences. <laughs> it's a fair question. It's a fair question. Oh god! But that was pretty much the. That was I did. That was pretty much the only uh, weird. I mean, the other girls I went on dates with were just normal people. When you went on the street, like, were you online dating or how did you meet these people? Tinder. Yeah. Okay, I've never been on Tinder. Tinder and OkCupid. Only the only the shaved head girl was OkCupid. I talked to a few on OkCupid, but Tinder yeah. got me a lot of dates. Uh, I got laid a few times, and um, OkCupid just the one. But it was a lot of work. That's the thing. Is like it was a lot of work. And um, it was like playing a video game amount of work. Like, you know, you've seen guys like go home from work and like play a video game for four or five hours. Yeah. No, I can understand that. Um, That's how much time I was putting into it. So I have a friend, one of my best friends from grad school. She's on Tinder. And I think what you said about like kind of playing a role in society is interesting because like I feel like a lot of people think, I don't know, men too. Like women are going to get married and have kids in their 20s. That is not for me at all. Like I've never seen myself get married. It's a little late. Ha ha, fuck off. <laughs> I'm one of those scraping Bob barrel ones. You're not but in I'm your 20s. You're 29. Threat. You're not in your 20s. You're in I your, know. You're in your 20. Like, yeah. You've got one left. I have, I have one left. Your hourglass is just now starting right. to Right. But like, I just like, so like my friend, like she's on Tinder. She's looking for dates or whatever. And like, and she's like, oh, I'm being all these douchebags. I'm like, yeah, bitch, you're on Tinder. You're not going to find a quality long-term relationship that way. Um, and then she'll like tell me like, oh, so-and-so got engaged. or So-and-so got married. And I'm like, I just... I have zero jealousy of that. Like, my brothers had triplets. Like, mm. I have no interest in having Is babies. she upset about it, though, when she brings it up? Is she like, oh, my God. Yeah, a little bit. I'm like, I'm like, and, like, look at where you're, de- like, you're trying. Like, you're not going to find quality dudes. Like, she just, apparently she just got back from Cuba. And she was texting me last night saying she's dancing with this guy. And he said, let me see if I can find it. It was, I have to, like, say it correctly. This is ridiculous. Um. This is great for the uh, yeah. No, it's uh, is it good or is it bad? No, no, it's it's no. You can we'll talk while you while you. No, okay. So she goes. So I was dating (laughs) with this guy in Cuba, and he said to me, "I won't even charge you for sex because you have a pretty face." Yeah, guys. What do you do uh, with that? I was like, "Well, you." This was a text he sent her. Sent it to her face. Oh wow! I was like, "What?" Um, But with the whole dating thing, like I, I when I moved here, I didn't know anybody, and so she and my friend were encouraging me to like set up a profile and I just to meet people and I was nah, not really into it, but I just got over a breakup. And so I did. And, um, the people I met actually were pretty great, but then I would hear them all. Apparently for the men, it's so much worse. It's like, I don't know if there's like bots on there, like oh, robots God, and yes, stuff, it's... but like, for, I don't know. I guess 
to me, when I look at date, like online dating at first, it was just really weird. But now I look at it, it's almost like a playground. Like a girl can go into this like field and just be like, I want this one. I want this one. It's just very easy for us. Um, at one point though, like I made a profile, deleted it, and then I made it again. And I was very specific. I was like, I want this and this and this. Don't fuck with me on this. Like, I don't want this and I don't want this. And I got like 100 emails a week. It was all very, very positive. I only got one dick pic. So I just was like, where's the rest of it? And then he like deleted his profile. <laughs> um, but like everybody talked to her like, man, it's so hard to find. Like they were all very surprised to see that I was a real person and that I actually like had a yeah. brain and I was educated and stuff like that. I didn't think it was that hard, but it seems like there's forget way, for men. There's way more guys who are on online dating. For sure. But I just was like, I just, it's, it's very easy to just say exactly what you want. And like, I was surprised at the, all the positive responses I got from it. Well, it's because you're a woman. Like women online dating. Uh, is but I'm pretty sarcastic and aggressive. Fishing with dynamite. <laughs> you're fishing with dynamite for women. You're, yeah, it's you're you're just you it you you go out you you light your little fuse you put it in and you, a bunch of shit floats up. And for guys, it's more like fly fishing. Yeah. Like you better be really fucking fly if you're gonna get any <laughs> fish. Like, Serious. It is. I met some good dudes. Yeah, I'm not saying that some. No, it I'm not saying that you're not, not out there. It, right, there certainly but are. I mean, but for me, I guess weed, weed through a lot of. Here's, here's that's how, what dating is. Here's it takes how, a fucking long time to find yeah. one that I really am interested in. When you go online dating, did you you probably uh, you said no to a lot of profiles, right? You probably like no, I'm not interested. So, you like swipe left. So I was not on Tinder. I've never been on it. Okay, like but, I've actually literally never been on it. But right. um, actually, I think I I was it was kind of like more experiment because like I. I didn't put a picture up because I just am like, I don't want to put my face out there. Like, I don't know if this one I, I know or I'm working with, whatever. Yeah. So, like, I would get talk, they'd send me a message and I would talk a little bit and then I would send them a photo of me or whatever. But I mean, that's awkward for me. I'm like, I'm not a looker. Like, I'm not a troll, but I'm not a looker. <laughs> so, I'm just like, oh my God, what are they going to say? Um, but I remember I was very, I think I would only respond to people who actually started a conversation, but it seemed interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm interested in people who can challenge me and just like, kind of push me in a way but i don't want to be like hey babe or just very generic yeah. right yeah. so i only respond to a, a few like a handful of them maybe 10 15 20 i would email people first sometimes um but i just was like really half-assing because you're right it takes a lot of work like you have to really put effort into that's it why i got back. that's why i got kind of burned out on tinder it's like there's all the work of building a profile that was attractive and then there's all the work of like just fucking talking to people and i got yeah. really sick of like i, I created a really funny tinder profile and I write jokes, so it's, it was hard. But girls love that shit. Girls love that shit. I got a lot of matches, and I would talk to girls, and you know, one out of five would actually talk to me. So that was annoying because you know, you write a joke or you figure out something funny to say as an icebreaker, and it's just nothing. It's like, right. oh, you're just swiping right because you're hoping I'm really funny, and I wasn't. Were, funny were your jokes like, if you were a fruit, you'd be a fine apple? No, I no. no. <laughs> um, That's terrible. You had some good funny. ones he was telling me about. Yeah, um, what was frustrating was just getting the sense from talking to girls and having the conversation peter out was like, oh, they thought I would be funny. Like, they thought I was going to amuse them. Like, from the jump. They, yeah, they thought, they were looking for personality and, like, wit and charm. And, like, it's like, how hard does it, I just want you to treat me like a piece of meat. Like, that's what I'm looking that's for. That's what you wanted? I wanted them to objectify So why would you me. have something funny if you wanted just to be, like, thrown around? Well, I, that's the thing. I gotta, I gotta get my body. You want me banged better... by, like, a quality girl, not just, like, a... Yeah, uh, yeah, because, you know, okay. there's, there's girls on there who are just swiping right on guys with six-packs or probably right. you know, carrying some STDs. I want to find, like, a doctor 
who's lonely, who wants a guy with a nice personality, but doesn't want to know that first. Okay. She just. I have a solution for you. Sugardaddies.com. I've been, Sugarbabies.com. I've been on there. I've been. Uh, uh, there's uh, not that one. It's um, uh, what's it called? Like sh- uh, Sugarbabies.com. Arrange seeking arrangement. Yeah, seeking yeah, yeah. Any of those. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't have enough money. I no I no feel no. Like you more money. No, like that. you'll you'll like. So I was actually talking about this because I got alimony and I got child support and it's like. No uh, no no. Okay. So maybe in a year. I was like on YouTube. I think I was watching like a Dateline episode or something. And so you know how like they all recommend like the weird, like weird, weird shit comes up after that. And I ended up watching some seeking arrangement thing or some crime show. Oops, sorry. Um, and apparently it was something about Argentinians, like you, like this wealthy fan, like this wealthy community, like up in upstate northeast, whatever. Um. They would import these Argentinians for be, to be jockeys, but they would actually just be like sugar babies to like these really wealthy, lonely women. So I was talking to my friend about it a couple months ago, and he went to the website. So he wants to be the sugar baby to a woman. So you can do that. You don't need a lot of money. Like that's why. Uh, you know, I, like, I, I'm looking for girls in their twenties. That's that's my thing. It's like all right. I, I'm just saying, like, well, they I, could just help yeah. you pay the alimony. I mean, maybe get what you need. Maybe she's there. I, I okay. I, or whatever. I should... like, what about like late thirties? Early thirties, yeah. Like a lawyer, you could probably doctor. Find one. Yeah, no, I, I, I would I'm love to. I'd love to website. shack up. I'd love to shack up with like a, a, a lady doctor or something. Yeah. But I'm not looking for a relationship right now. So I'm, th- I'm thinking like long term. There was a, there was a chiropractor came in to work today. She's beautiful, What's loads right? of money. I do know her name. I know her email address too. Oh yeah, she's single. <laughs> no, but that doesn't really mean anything all the time. She has like three houses. She could probably put you in one, and the guy would never know. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, just mention her to me next time. Mention her to me next time. I know her name. I know her email address. <laughs> we're we're at a weird point. We're at a weird point. I should just email. Give me your email address. Like, I'm not gonna say it on this. Hey, so. Your friend Kelly kill me. Yeah. you out. She would probably. She'd be like, and yeah. She'd be like, oh, you know, the one that works at that store. She would know. Who I'm a little neurotic, and I'm pretty average in all scales. Uh, <laughs> Even the dirty talking department. <laughs> we're at a weird point, though. You know, we're in our early 30s, and so it's like, yeah, you kind of do want that younger girl uh because that potential's there you know we're not quite at that like i'm like me personally i've kind of changed my stance on like having kids and stuff recently i've thought about it a lot more and we're kind of at the last leg of it for me personally and i don't think so i don't think you guys are well i don't want to be that guy that has a kid when he's 50 years old you know and then your kids graduate and you're at the graduate that oh, is a little weird I'm so proud of i do you. know a guy who's 65 and has eight-year-old twins yeah i mean that, that's that's weird. weird like my yeah. like my boss just he's 51 and he just had a kid and it's like he's got good energy i mean i'm sure he can handle it you know but how's he gonna be in five six years ten years yeah yeah, yeah. i went to high school with a girl who her half-sister was 40 and then like so when we graduated her dad was like in the 70s that was <laughs> yeah and that's just that's that's weird and it's like, as a guy, you can go a little bit older, but you don't want to go too old, though. I think it's normal. For, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm just not interested in, like, dating or getting married at all right now. Um, I think a guy could at least have a kid up till at least 45, 46. That wouldn't be weird. Yeah, you see, I don't want to have kids. And I have them already. How old are your kids? <laughs> it's three and seven. Kind of fucked that one up already. You like. got seven-year-old young. You were young. Do you feel like it took away from your 20s or just completely different? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I mean, you just hate this kid for that? No, I love my kids. I love my kids. I just don't like 
being around him very much. I um I hear I feel like that's like a normal reaction. That was what got him in that was what got him into his um you know, his rebound was that you know, you, I think you've kind of felt like you missed out on a lot of stuff. Yeah, missed out on and he wanted to get yeah. it he wanted to make up for it and he wanted to make up for it yesterday. But then you realize it's kind of just empty, right? That was the yeah, it was like, Oh, this is not fulfilling at all. Yeah. I get much more fulfillment out of the comedy stuff and so that's yeah. that but yeah, I um I did miss out on my twenties and there's uh there's still some regret there. I don't regret my kids so much as I regret um, choosing to get married at such a young age and uh, settling down. I thought I was making a wise choice. How how did you meet your wife? Uh, we were sharing a sleeping area in a friend's apartment during a party, uh, <laughs> a campus party, like big campus festival party. We just stayed up till like three a.m. talking, and then we were like, "Hey, let's go out to breakfast Legit. tomorrow morning." And so we went out to breakfast, and then we just started dating. Okay, I, was to, I thought you were going to say, like, oh, we made the plunge, yeah. like, real quick. Yeah. No, we did. Okay. We got married after, like, nine months. Uh, yeah. That's pretty quick. But you were married for a long time, though, so. Yeah, ten years. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like there's, like, different phases when you get to know people, especially when you're in like, an oh, actual sure. relationship. Like, there's that early phase, like, the first six months, people are a certain way, and then it kind of changes a little bit, and it flattens off. And then I think like around the 18 month period, there's like another change too, because the comf- the familiarity is there. It's been there for a while. I've gotten to this weird point in my life where I'm kind of questioning everything. What and it it I guess it started with relationships. Like I don't really believe in uh, the idea of monogamy as like a, a end goal anymore. Like marriage as a goal. Like eh, no. and I don't, I don't know if I'll change my mind if I meet the right person. But like that's a big part of why I ended up getting divorced is. While I was kind of figuring this out about myself, uh, my wife was figuring out that she actually wants to go back to her Christian roots. And, and <laughs> so there was some real conflicts there in terms of like values. And, and we get along fine. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not I don't know if I believe in like long term relationships like that anymore. People can have long term relationships if if they are functioning in a polyamorous setting. But I'm kind of confused about it. But you know, I, I really mean like questioning everything. Like I was driving up here today and I was literally like thinking about whether or not Gandhi was cool. <laughs> like is Gandhi really that great a thing? Like nonviolent resistance, is that really a good idea? Like who says it's a good idea? America says it's a good idea. And England says it's a good idea. But they were the guys who were being nonviolently resisted. Like we all love Martin Luther King. We, there's a holiday celebrating him. And and it's and the whole idea is like yeah nonviolent and you hear protesters now talking about nonviolent resistance right but but like and I start thinking about Gandhi who kind of started the whole thing it's like yeah like, of course we venerate Gandhi because we are the white people who were being nonviolently resisted it's our empires like us in England that are not, if Gandhi had like killed a lot of British people and won India independence they would still venerate him the way they do now they would be like yeah Gandhi's great but we would be like oh he was an asshole. Like the idea of nonviolent resistance is something that seems on paper like a good idea because it's worked a couple times, but doesn't it mostly just not work? 
Doesn't well, I mean, it, well, look about look at like all like it fizzles what about, out easily. What about it, fighting violence with violence that that just exa- exacerbates? Look at war. I hate that saying. An eye for an eye makes the world blind. No, I don't. Because I don't it's say that, it's a no. dumb thing to say. It's like no, it makes it, one guy blind. One guy's gonna have one eye left. Like that's <laughs> when eye for an eye ends up. Is like I'll take your eye. I'll take your eye. Well, well that take guy's, your eye. both his eyes are gone. He can't see where yeah, that last that. eye that guy's is. Fucked at that point. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I'm convinced that nonviolent resistance is wrong. It's just I was driving up here and I was thinking about this for whatever reason. It just occurred to me. Oh, this is the first time in my whole life that I've actually questioned this thing that I have been taught. Mm-hmm. I, I've just been questioning things I've been taught, and that's just one of them. Is like, oh, that's one I've been taught. Never questioned it before. Is nonviolent resistance really the the best way to change a system of government? It's the way that we venerate the most. You hear these protesters in Seattle talking about Trump and like, we're going to do a march. We're going to do a peaceful march. So why why is it always a peaceful march? <laughs> it's definitely Be- not when Antifa shows up. I'm, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's. Uh, it, it depends on the situation. It depends on what you're trying to protest and what you're trying to get across. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and yeah, sometimes maybe that's not the right way. But in any situation where you're outgunned by your opponent, you need the first thing you need to be considering is nonviolent resistance. You know, when, when the other team's got drones, uh, eh, maybe we don't want the actual fighting part if we can avoid that. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely uh, the coward's way out there. That, that makes sense. Uh, I just, it seems like as an idea, nonviolent resistance has become the pinnacle. And it's, it's just like, why? Why do we have a holiday celebrating Martin Luther King? I, 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 know, I know that's uh, a, a big holiday. I know you're making a statement. I'm not saying I'm, anything. I'm, I'm like, I'm, maybe, maybe I should just stick to Gandhi. I don't know. Yeah. I, we don't have a holiday <laughs> celebrating Gandhi. I don't, I don't know much about Martin Luther King. I don't know much about Gandhi. Just like, I don't know. I literally was thinking about this on my way up here, so it's not a well. Have you thought about like violent resistance? Yeah, well, that was the point. Is like there's lots of instances in history where people resisted something violently, and they still and they got their results. The French Revolution that was awful, but nothing would have happened if they tried nonviolent resistance. Look at all the times that people try nonviolent resistance, and it just fails. It just fizzles out. It's like we're going to nonviolently resist this thing, and then the government's like, "Fuck you!" and they take a bunch of them to jail, and nothing ever happens. Mm -hmm. Nonviolent resistance only works when the government comes and kills a bunch of people because they got overzealous. Gandhi's whole thing worked because the British came and massacred a whole fucking ton of people with tanks, and then everyone in the world was like, "Well, you can't do that. That's really rude." And British was like, "Oh, well, fuck. We're going to leave India." Same thing with MLK. Like they they were nonviolent. We're going to march, and we're never going to. I think that these things work though because grassroots works. Like I was kind of on the fence about because I, I work in human rights, and Washington State has some of the best legislation in the country for human trafficking. And we were being interviewed by some people, and um, like why? Like I mean, it's like if you raise enough hell about it and like keep pushing it, it's like um, like things will change. Like, but it has to be a lot of people. So like with this whole Black Lives Matter thing, I mean. Police brutality was around for decades before him, but no one was doing it until people kind of started taking notice of these the young innocent people being killed, right? And now it's being noticed. But it's been going on forever, mm-hmm. you know? So it's only now, like, government's, oh, we should probably pay attention to this, you know? And it takes a lot, though. So I don't know. No, that makes sense. I I think I'm just very disgruntled with the system, and so I'm thinking outside the box yeah. a little more than yeah. Healthy. Well, honestly, and honestly, now that I'm think thinking about this, is yeah. going on the internet, yeah. and I just want to say to anyone at the NSA, oh, FBI, God, listening to yeah. this, 
any computers listening to this that this is a this is a podcast I view as a comedy show and these yeah you don't know me don't take this stuff seriously no it's I mean you look back though man and honestly seventeen seventy six that wouldn't have worked if it wasn't nonviolent. There's no, there's no way that would have worked. It probably has to do with like the culture and the time too, you know. It, it certainly does, and the situations are always different. But you know, I guess my point is that I feel like nonviolent resistance has become very popular in an politically era. correct. It's the PC thing to do. It's become very popular <laughs> in an era when the governments in charge are approaching some of the most powerful empire governments of all time. Yeah. Like the American empire, like we got the drones, we got the tanks and everything. And of course, everyone who is subject to that power is going to be like, oh, we should just do nonviolent resistance. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like yeah. it just feels like maybe nonviolent resistance is, maybe we have a holiday for MLK because the powers that be prefer nonviolent resistance because then they don't have to actually exercise brute force on their citizens. I think MLK yeah. is a different thing because he started a huge movement that has changed the world, you know, in terms of civil rights. Like, and this is now a new civil rights era that we're going through. He started that movement? No, but I mean, I think he brought a lot of attention to it, hmm. at least in the States. I don't know. I wasn't born around then, but like, if he, imagine if this didn't happen. Like, look at me. I'm half black. Where would I be? It's very possible like, I wouldn't have the opportunities now are given to us. So. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky one, man. It's, it's a tricky one. It's just, I think the whole war thing, I think you never want to rush into that. You, I don't think you ever want to rush into people dying because cause that's all that happened. And, and honestly, I think we're kind of getting to a point in this country where I feel there's a nonviolent civil war breaking out right now. Like, And I don't even know exactly what the party lines are. I, I think it's... I think it's becoming liberal and conservative, you know, along those lines. But I don't even know exactly where it's at. But it, to me, it kind of feels like it's already started. And people just putting these ideas into people's heads and, you know, hashtag resist. Even when the guy's, he's been in office for six months now. And, you know, he's our president, whether you like it or not. It's like, it's, there's something weird going on out there. And, and, and it's nonviolent now, but, I mean, who knows where it could be in six to eight months. I don't know. All right, quick question. Yeah, nothing really hasn't happened yet. He's only been saying things. He hasn't actually. It's going to get worse. It it it's, it it's has totally been. I mean, and the, and the stuff that's been going on, it hasn't gone away. You know, the the shit that has been going on for six months now. It just it it's right up at the forefront still. We need to wrap up because I got to get going. Yes, we do because Blake has places to be, and <clears> it's <throat> not on a date. All right, he's going to go follow his dreams and pursue. What I'll really give you that girl's him. email address after we turn off. <laughs> right, after we <laughs> cut it, no, just put it on the podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll put it in the uh, description below, you guys. So it'll be fine. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of An Earful in the Emerald oh, did City. Did I tell you I was thinking about starting my own podcast? Uh, no, you're not. But uh, you probably shouldn't mention it until it's official. I'm gonna I'm gonna call be- it Mouthful in Maltby. Ooh, okay. All right, that's that's kind of clever. What's Maltby? That's not is that bad. A city? It's a town up by between Snohomish and. It's Monroe. a town. That yeah, I'm not from. Cares it doesn't about. actually exist as a town. It's more of like a place. You know, one of those places doesn't actually have a. It's like one stoplight, and, well, a, and a bar and a dirt road. Um, the same way Greenwood is its own town. Like okay, it's, it's like a, a borough. Yeah. 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 Riveting stuff there. 
ribbon and stuff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining. Hey, thanks for joining us, Kelly. Kelly Uh, Kelly popped in here, made a A little diversity on the podcast. Yeah, you need every once in a while a little little estrogen. Yeah, we we could use all that kind of (laughs) stuff. Some color and some flavor and some interesting things to say. Yeah. So, but thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Episode number eighty here. Uh, We missed a couple weeks there, you guys. I apologize. My work schedule has been crazy. And I'm trying to take advantage of any opportunity that is presented to me these days. So I don't want to fuck it up. But uh, my apologies on that. We'll keep it going here, though, guys. You guys keep on listening for us, please. And uh, we'll keep it fresh here for you. (laughs) And these two will just keep talking over me while I'm doing an outro here. And uh, that'll be it. But thank you guys for joining us. Episode 80, Earful in the Emerald City. Check us out uh, on Twitter. And uh, you can email us, too, at uh, emeraldcitypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. And we will talk with you next week.